What's good, boys and girls? Fins Up Podcast on this Thursday. It is a dreadful day. Uh, I don't know why. I just haven't enjoyed my Thursday at the moment. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> not much has brought me joy on this day. I haven't had anything to smile about until I saw my handsome colleague, as always, Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan. How you doing, buddy? Mate, I'm feeling good now. I was a little bit worried where you were going with that. Look very down. And then the, the big smile came across his face and we're all happy again, mate. How you doing? I hope your night gets better because we're here to talk some hookers. And I'm sure there won't yeah, be any to... jokes made tonight. We're here to thrash out some hookers, mm. our 10 favourite hookers that we've had, or the mm. 10 best hookers. Uh, some honourable mentions to some hookers that we've seen. And our five favourite hookers of all time mm. Uh that, uh, yeah, aren't other people's mums. Mm, so, yeah, well, let's mm. get into this. Look, you, I went first last time, so I'll hand the honour over to you, and you tell me at number 10 who the hooker is. No jokes here. This is very serious rugby league analysis. i got to say, off the bat, this is difficult to narrow down to 10. It was hard to think of 10, because there's some names that miss out that you go, eh. But anyway, it's number 10 for me. What were you going to say? I, I think... What's that? What were you going to say, sorry? Go on. I, I, think, I think there's like, there's three all-time greats, and then there's three guys that won't get into the all-time great status. There's one guy who could potentially move into it, and then there's just a big pile of shit. Yeah, and there's a couple of names that I put on my honourable mentions. They should be lollable mentions, Terry, because they're not very yeah. good. But I'm, I'm, I've come this far. I've committed. Number 10. Yeah. Speaking of Carmen and Hookers, very good-looking bloke, Craig Wing. Didn't play his entire season at uh, career at number nine, but when I think of Craig Wing, I think of him as a number nine because it fits my jokes perfectly. Great player, uh, look, great Craig, career. Craig Wing's, Craig no. Wing's on the honourable mention list for mine um, because he, he played the 2002 Grand Final at number seven, mm-hmm. and he had... A lot of the times that I went and looked at, you know, footage from him playing for South, he was in the halves. Mm. Um, I Look, think Terry, I'm not here to split week. hairs, but I've just put Craig Wing, the player, in his career, not his time at number nine, because don't have that kind of time. But go on. Yeah, I had him as an honourable mention because he wasn't good as a six and he wasn't good as a seven. I got him as an honourable mention as a nine because he was really good in the rep arena coming off the bench. <laughs> um, Blowing indoors, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he like he wasn't really good outside of Bradfield. Like, hey, look, yeah. nine and eight. I'm not proud of, mate. I don't. I just well, number mm. number ten. Uh, I've gone Isaac Luke. Um, look, he was decent. I think that's all I can say. He was decent. He was hard. You, you know, people didn't want to run at him. He, he loved throwing a punch. He was a bit of a grub. Um, I spent many nights in uh, nightclubs at Penrith with Isaac Luke. He, uh, he opened a clothing business with a couple of people that I knew out there. Um, failed miserably because they were always drunk. Um, yeah, Isaac Luke. Uh, number nine, I have got Luke Prittis. Premiership winner, Clive Churchill medalist. Brilliant for Penrith, brilliant for Brisbane. Tarnished his career by going to the Dragons. Everyone does. Um, yeah. 
Flipper's. Fair enough. This isn't a very inspiring, but I think the top five is going to be really exciting. Number nine for me is our Jake Friend, who I think is criminally underrated. Chap- On the honourable mention list, couldn't do anything but tackle. Tackle machine was there. And you know what he did do, Terry? When his million-dollar halfback the called the ball, he fucking gave it to him and didn't overrule him to throw it to a third-string fullback who lost the ball and lost the game. Coincidentally... He's a rooster too. Yeah, look, I'm not. I'm not going to come out and say he's an he, all-time. He player. also had the highlight of where he caught the ball and did the backflip right before he threw it. That was him. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, look, I'm not. I'm not here to twist anyone's arm and say this guy was an all-time great or particularly exciting. But you could plug him in and he could do a job, and you think he did it like 280 times. So it's a shame his career ended the way it did. I won't say I was a huge fan, but uh, a very handy footballer at the very least. God, we got to get some excitement here. Number eight for me, mate, Isaac Luke. I think you underrated him a little bit. I thought he was fantastic. I think he was a little bit better than ordinary. Had a lot of good seasons there for a lot of uh, a lot of exciting seasons. And I think that counts a lot until you get to number six on my list. So it's pretty uninspiring just quietly. But, uh, yeah, I think in terms of highlights, he's way ahead of wing and friend, at least in my eyes. Oh, uh, look, yeah, I, I mean... The, my my ten nine and eight I could take either way. Um, yeah, whatever. So who did you, you? Where are we up to? I just went eight. Isaac Luke. Number eight for me. I put Josh Hodgson in there, and I don't know why. I didn't put him on because I don't think he did anything in the NRL. He did a lot in the other crap across the pond, but in terms of NRL, no. He was really good for Canberra. Like he was the. Not the dummy half of the year in 2016 took him to a premiership. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they, were in a, they were in a grand final with him. Yep, I want to ask you a question though, Terry. How many, huh? how many round one in the finals games at home did he complete or win against the Sharks? None and none off the list. Although they were going to win that game until he got injured, to be fair. Yeah, it, it's it's your list, and it like the number nines. There have been some phenomenal ones, but there's also been some drafts. Number seven, this guy. When we do the list, he will be in the top four. I have no doubt about that. But number seven right now, I have young Harrison Grant. Um, I think you know he's got he's got that tiger stink on him a little bit. And the fact that he starts on the bench for Queensland with Ben Hunt uh, at the nine, you know, levels him down a little bit. But, uh, you know, he's in a great Melbourne system at the moment. And he, everyone was like, oh, fuck, Melbourne are going to be crap without Cam Smith. And then this prick came along and had Brandon Smith as well. He's going to be an all-timer um, when his career is done and dusted. But I don't know. There's just, there's just something about him. I couldn't put him any higher than seven, so he can stay there. Look, fair enough. Now, I have left someone off this list. Now, I might have to do a little bit. The player I forgot was Api Corusau, but I'm going to say I left him off on purpose, but I didn't because number seven is Luke Prittis, and if you gave me a choice of the two, I'm taking Corusau every single day of the week and then some. Look, Prittis didn't sneak his girlfriend or his non-girlfriend into an Origin thing and almost fuck up an entire Origin series, so I guess he's got that on Api Corusau, but he's not quite the player. Prittis growing up, though, was, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a hero. Or, he was a favourite of mine because he was a Penrith player that you could, like, look at and think, oh, I, I, I don't wish any harm upon him, whereas the other, they were all scumbags. So I'll give him that. 
but I want to put up Happy Curacao in and push everyone back, and Craig Wing can fuck off. Very good. Uh, where are we at? Number six. Number six, I've got Happy Curacao. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I feel bad leaving yeah. him off. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, number six, I've got Happy Curacao. I think, uh, look, two premierships. He was really good at Manly, good at Penrith. He's been... It was okay for for Wes this year. Oh, he was very good for Wes, yeah. Yeah, look, I wouldn't say he was very good. He was okay. There were some there were some games where he like he, he, he played well and then there were other games where you just think they need a little bit of spark and you know, obviously he's surrounded by, you know, a steaming pile of shit, but you know, just tread in it and do something. Like just just get your boots dirty. That's <laughs> that's all I wanted from him. Uh, number five, I have got Michael Ennis. Um, cool. I think I think we skip one here because I've still got six. But hold that thought. Number six, I've got Harry Grant. Yeah, this is this is a fucking okay. clusterfuck. I think he underrated Harry Grant. I think people looking at his last season because he had a pretty down, and I think he still won the Hooker of the Year and had like ten more tries assists than anyone. This guy's a freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I've, I've got him. Um, yeah, look, as I said, he's going to be. He's going to be top four. May he may sneak in the number three. I don't think he's going to overtake the top two by the time his career is done. Okay, uh, what we saying at number five? five number five, Michael Ennis, premiership winner. Um, you know, was instrumental in the Brisbane team in two thousand six. Now, what I mean by that is Brisbane were leading the comp in two thousand six before Melbourne went on their run, and when Brisbane started. Peaking back was when Michael Ennis tore his ACL. Mm. Uh, missed the grand final, um, but Wayne Bennett gave him his ring. He said, here you are, have it. Mm-hmm. Now, he has got two premiership rings, but he didn't play in the game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, look, I, 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 think he was, I think he was great. Um, it was unfortunate for him that he never, like, his, his club form was always the same. Like, he was always a 7 or an 8 out of 10. And I think that, you know, the bloke that he battled against in Robbie Farah just had more highlights. Like, you know, Farah could have some absolute direct games, but his, his good games made you remember them, whereas Ennis just got on, did his 40 tackles, kicked out of dummy half, put pressure on, Pested someone, told Nathan Highmarsh's kids' names were crap. Like, yeah, I he, he was good, and I I think in an era of crap bookers, Michael Ennis deserves to be top five. I agree, number five, Michael Ennis for me too. I think he was the character Michael Ennis precedes the player Michael Ennis, and I don't think that's particularly fair. I think he, he got this. He was huge for Cronulla. Like, he was monstrous for Cronulla. And I know we oh, say... brilliant for the Bulldogs as well. ...about a lot of players. But if we don't have Ennis, we don't win that premiership. He just was there so many times. And I think his leadership role... And people don't think of him as a leader. And on the field, he leads by putting himself out there. I mean, you remember the first tackle we made in the grand final? It was Ennis jumping up and high, high tackling some bloke and giving away a penalty. And you're thinking, oh, God, what a way to start. But he let him know, we're not here to be fucking pushed around. I'll whack you if I need to, and I'm almost certainly did it on purpose. So, I mean, I love Michael Anderson. I'm a huge fan. I think he's one. I know he says some words that are a little bit weird, but I like yeah. his. I like the way he breaks down football, and he's got a great football mind. I think, yeah, he he's better than one premiership. I'm glad it happened the way it did, though. 
because he went out on a real highlight. And God, we missed him since because we haven't really replaced him. We've tried every Bradley under the sun. None of them have worked. He, when we went to England and played Wigan, you put Ennis in that team, it's a different It's a different game. So, yeah. you know, it's obviously easy to say it in hindsight. But. The real annoying thing was he retired at 32. Could have had another season, mate. Could have yeah, another two. He wanted to be a pundit, to, to be fair. Yeah. I won't begrudge him, but... Yeah, look, I'm, I'm glad Ennis finished his career at Cronulla. Cronulla, great. Number four? Damien Cook. Now, this is a bloke who cops a lot of grief, and I don't really know why. Don't, for one single second, put what happened to him in Origin 2 last year against him. The bloke's not a centre. He's not built for it. He doesn't run. He doesn't tackle there. He was playing one of the best. He was marking one of the fucking form centres of the game. That was on Brad Field, and that's the reason he, he was, you know, he stood down. He should have been fucking shot into the sun just quietly, but that's another rant for another time. Damien Cook is a freak. He had a bit of a down year last year and was probably still the second or, excuse us, third best soccer in the game. Speedy, just, I think the fact New South Wales was so shit, uh, well, not, not so shit, they just weren't as good, and Cook played a big part in those particular games. I think he gets pushed back a little bit. I'm a... I'm a I would have loved to have Damien Cook after Ennis, put it that way. And when you look at the teams that let Cook go, they must be thinking, fucking hell. Well, this is this this is what I was going to say, right? So many people won't know he's a Cronulla junior. We shipped him off and let him go to Penrith. Mm. He then went to the Dragons, and he made his debut for the Dragons, I'm pretty sure, in 2013. He did. Played two games. They... Uh, he played. He, he played one game at fullback and one game at halfback for them, mm. if memory serves. Uh, then he went to the Dogs, and he the majority of his games came in the 2015 season, where he just lit it up, scored seven try, uh, scored four tries in seven games, and the Dogs turned around and went, "Oh no, sorry, we've just extended Michael Lysh to this like enormous deal that he doesn't deserve, and he's absolute dross." So he's going to South Sydney now. Played 184 games for them. Been in a grand final, played for New South Wales 17 times, played for Australia four times. Um, he's brilliant. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. Now, one of the you know, stupid bits of trivia that my stepfather enlightened on to me is that one of uh, his favourite players, Peter Phillips, who played for the Illawarra Steelers, the Tigers, the Dragons, then back to the Steelers, um, was a 5'8 or centre, is Damien Cook's uncle, and the only reason why I've mentioned that is to kill time on this podcast. Yeah. Because you're your and the hookers list is crap. Uh, number three, this is where it gets uh, good. Number three, Roberto Farah. Uh, yeah, he had big shoes to fill in the New South Wales arena replacing Danny Badiris. And whilst he didn't set the world on fire, he... Robbie Farrell wasn't someone who'd let you down. Um, he was always there. He was always reliable. Now, an absolute prick off the field and hangs out with some dreadful people, like terrible gang of lads, those, those lot. Um, I, yeah, got, got no time for Robbie Farrell, the person. Robbie Farrell, the player, though, he was good, but, you know, knifed all his coaches in the back. It was never his fault. Woe is, woe is me, Robbie. Um shut your fucking mouth and just get on playing football and stop trying to knife coaches. Uh, his 2005 season was absolutely sensational. And, yeah, that's all I'll say 
about him. Fair enough. I also have Robbie Farrow at number three. I think you're right in that his character has overshot a lot of what he did. I think when I was talking about Ennis before, him being such a funny bloke and a, you know a pest and a you know he can be a piece of shit at times verbally, but you know it's an ends to a means sort of thing. I just don't think Robbie Farrow had the temperament of to be a top quality hooker, but in terms of on the field, he's very good. And I mean, he everyone talks about the glo- the glory days being Benji Marshall. This Benji Marshall that Robbie Farrow had just as much, probably even more to do. Benji had the highlights, but Robbie Farrow there was a lot longer and put in a lot more better shifts. And I dare someone to prove me wrong. Again, he he played in a New South Wales team that was routinely fucking bent over by a pretty good Queensland team, and he gets dragged back. Yeah, look, I cannot argue with the fact that he saw, I think it was Mick Potter out, forced his way to South. Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor, forced his way back to the Tigers. He's a bloke I wouldn't have around the club if I had anything to do with it. And I hated I know, Michael Maguire, got him knife. It just, so I think a lot of that, and you know, it's of his own doing, so I'm not here to defend him. I think a lot of that takes away from just how good this bloke really was, because he was very, very good. And a funny story, there was some dickhead on Twitter that was mouthing off and said something disgusting about Farrah's sister who had passed away, or something like that. I can't remember the exact. So my brother said, messaged me and said, oh, watch this. He added the bloke on Twitter that was saying it, DM him, said, fuck your funny, mate. Can you go here and type it here just so I can share it with my mates? And Matt got his IP address, tracked him and flicked it to Robbie Farrah and whatever happened, happened. But... I remember Farrah saying, thank you, I'll handle this. Don't care what happened, because if he went around and fucking kicked the shit out of him, he had it coming. I don't think it ever got to that just quietly. But, uh, yeah, funny little tidbit, Matt, just on the drink, thinking he was funny, and uh, sure gave me a fucking laugh, that's for sure. How would you be, though, if you talked that much shit on the internet and then the person you were talking shit about knocked on your door like yeah. half an hour later? Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck that, mate. If Blake Bradley ever turns up here, Blake, can I get you a beer, mate? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'd, I'd, I'd probably slam the door and, he, and he'd, he'd probably wouldn't find the directions to your house because someone would be like, oh, Dan's just over there and he'd go the wrong he, fucking way. He would go the wrong way, mate, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to read the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's an overlap yeah. joke. Uh, number two, who you got? Daniel Badiris. Of course, it's Danny Badiris. Freak. Fantastic player. He doesn't get anywhere near the credit he should. Joey John's this, Joey John's that. Danny Badiris this, Danny Badiris that. What a fantastic player for a pretty good Newcastle side. I don't like him particularly now, but as a player, I was very, very high on him. And I, it's just got everything to do with the Joey John stink now and the origin origin stink and I'm sick of losing and I wish they'd all fuck off. But uh, in terms of playing ability, mate, there was only one better. Yeah, look, 2004, Dalian medalist in a Newcastle team that didn't make the finals, was brilliant in the 2005 season for a team that came last. Premiership winner, tremendous in the Origin Arena. I remember that 2004 series when Joey came back. and Oh, no, 2005 series, Joey came back. And Badira shot out a dummy half and passed the ball to Johns, and then Johns just turned the ball back inside. And the two Queensland markers were like, oh, never saw that coming. And... You know, Danny scores, and he, it was, yeah, it was unreal. The connection that those two guys had was phenomenal. And, you know, people said that they weren't the closest of friends off the field, and that probably made it even better because 
you know, like you and I would be terrible on a basketball court because you're shit at basketball and we're just real good mates. So, Fair um, enough. You just want to have a shot. That didn't make a point at all, Terry. No, I uh, just need to have that shot at you. But yeah, like pe- people said they weren't real close off the field and, you know, whatever. But on the field, they knew. Badiris knew his game plan was to look at Andrew Johns and, and tell Andrew Johns where he needed the ball and Andrew Johns would tell him where he needed the ball and he just got it to him. That Mate, was it. He was brilliant. That's arguably the best combo I've seen. Like, there's some bloody good combos, but that was right up there. And you tell I didn't know that, and that, that's shocking to me because they were telepathic. They were like, mm-hmm. you would you would swear they were best mates and on the same page all the time. Fucking tremendous football, mate. I won't hear any negativity about Badiris football. If you want to bag his, um, his involvement in Origin, I'm here all day for it. I'll listen. So, uh... And the number one uh, player of all time the best player I've ever seen, the best number nine that the game has ever seen. I don't think there'll ever be anybody better than him. And that is Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. Could not agree more. This was the easiest of easy. And uh, mm-hmm. a bloke who had famously had an accountant's body, wasn't particularly quick, wasn't particularly big, didn't have the greatest and kicking game. Weight. Like people, people used to say that you didn't... If you were going to the gym looking for Cameron Smith, you were at the wrong place. He just he just shouldn't have been so goddamn motherfucking good, but he was, and then some. And yeah, I I'm he's an he's an immortal. He captained everyone to everything. Okay, they signed two sets of books. We still got to win the premierships, and he won them all. Still celebrates him, which I have a bit of a problem with. But in terms of players, mate, I personally have never seen anyone as consistent. Or as good as Cam Smith, people say Andrew Johns. I didn't see all his career. I'm a bit young for that. And there are some, you know, Lockie is probably the only one you can put up there with it. But Cam Smith is just undisputably the number one on every single list of everything. Four hundred and thirty games. Still hasn't retired the, yet, officially. Yeah, the most points ever. Now there was a a funny um, thread that was on Twitter because. Once he had broken the most points record and the most games record, and they gave him that big celebration when he like played the most games and when he had scored the most points, but then there was like well, every week he was breaking his own record, and it was just this thread that was just going on. It was it was really incredible, and then all the accounts got suspended. Um, let's go through and talk about the individual honors and and. The, the percentages of his career, right? So the individual honours. Two-time Dalian uh, Best and Fairest. Uh, sorry, Dalian Medalist, 2016-2017. Nine-time Dalian Hooker of the Year. Uh, most points in the season by a hooker. Four-time Wally Lewis Medalist in the State of Origin Arena. Four-time Representative Player of the Year. Two-time Golden Boot winner. Five-time Dalian Captain of the Year, eight-time Melbourne Storm Player of the Year, eight-time, oh, sorry, four-time Storm Forward of the Year, one-time Storm Rookie of the Year, 400 NRL games achieved in 2019, 300th win in 2020, 40 finals appearances. He was the captain of the Melbourne Storm for 327 games. He was the Queensland captain for 21 games, the Australian captain for 33 games. In, now that's just his individual, <laughs> his club club career, three time premiership winner, plus the other two, 
four-time minor premiership winner, three-time grand final runner-up, one of them being to the Sharks, 11-time State of Origin winner, 11 times, Daniel. He won the State of Origin. 11! That's a lot of wins. Three-time World Club Challenge winners. Now, his Melbourne career, 430 games, 48 tries, 1,295 goals, four field goals, 2,792 points from a hooker. 310 wins, 118 losses, two draws for a 72% career win. That's fucking outrageous. It's insanity, and I don't think we'll see anything like that moving forward. Maybe Cleary will have a similar win record when it's all said and done, but he's not going to get anywhere near any of those other accolades, that's for sure. Yeah. In, in, in the Origin Arena, he played 42 games, 126 plus 16 for 61%. In the playing for Australia, he played 49 games. Oh, one, sorry. Played 56 games, won 49 of them, lost six and had a draw for an 87.5%. The guy never lost anything. He's insane. He's just a tremendous footballer. And, you know, for all the jokes, and, you know, he had a... He had some moments on the field. He's not a bloke that would be in the papers routinely for dumb shit. You know, he had his... Like I said, everyone's done some dumb stuff. But he just... Mate, you put a rugby league player up, it's Cam Smith. Like, honestly. Right. So, he never had a losing season. Mm -hmm. In his first year in 2002, was his lowest year at 50%. He never had a losing season. The highest win rate that he had was in 2017. He played 23 games, won 21 of them. That's insane. In 2020, he played 19 games and won 17 of them. That's bullshit. Like, this guy was so good. Mate, so good. You want to know how good he is? He's never had a losing season, but he still has a wooden spoon. No one else can say that. Just... Everyone in Melbourne can say Well, that. that's true. Just a fucking incredible player. God, I, I hate him. I said earlier that the greatest respect you can show someone is hating their guts because they routinely flog you. Cam Smith, like seriously. Can I can I throw some uh, honourable mentions at you, please, mate? Please throw some shit at me. Let's go. Now, I had Jeff Toovey, but I didn't really have Jeff yep. Toovey. Uh, I've got Jeff Toovey. I had Matt Ballin, who I think is a little bit underrated, but very ordinary. I've got Matt Ballin. I had your boy... I had Mr. John Morris. I do not have him in the honourable mentions. Please. Fair enough. I had Wolford, not the current oh, one. Oh, not bad. And I had Nathan Peets, who I think got on there just because I liked him, not so much of his footballing ability. I had a different Nathan. I had Nathan Fiend. I thought that guy was absolutely brilliant. Um, I also had Brandon Smith as an honourable mention. Uh, Craig Wing, Jake Friend, Matt Ballin. Nathan Fien, Jeff Toovey. Mm. Uh, all-time faves, I'll let you go first. Who's number five? Number five was a former favourite of mine and is no longer because I've had a few chats with him and he's not my cup of tea, and that is Mark Piggy Riddell. Fantastic player, always fun. Was a hero to us husky gentlemen. Make you think, oh, if he can do it, I can. Don't like him since he retired, full disclosure. I won't go into why, but I'm not a particularly big fan of his views on football or his saying you'll do an interview, then not turning up, then blocking your number when you call him to ask where he is. So, um, yeah, that. Super, super fun player. 
and a super big personality, but apparently he's an absolute piece of shit away from the camera. Yep, yeah. Don't mind that. Number five, speaking of absolute jerks, Jeff Toovey. Uh, now, I've got some great memories of Jeff Toovey because my dad was a Manly fan up until recent years where he's switched over to become a Sharks fan. But dad, you know, I was at the 1997 Grand Final um, because of Jeff Toovey. Obviously, and, you know, my dad was in tears because Newcastle won. Um, and I was at the 96 grand final when they won when they won the comp as well. But I got some good memories, got to meet him a couple of times. The last interaction I ever had with Jeff Tooby, though, was for the Northern Eagles, and they played the North Queensland Cowboys, and I think it was his last game at Brookvale, one of his last games at Brookvale. Anyway, got a new Manly shirt, dad bought it for me, got everyone to sign it. And all the kids were waiting for Jeff Toovey, and he comes out, and we all line up, and we said, can we get your autograph? And he told every single kid to fuck off. So I've got a signed Northern Eagles jersey with everyone on there from that game by Jeff Toovey. <laughs> Great story. Just breaking, breaking all sorts of stories on here. Um, number four. Number me. four. Have... Oh, yeah, go on. Sorry, go It's me. Sorry, I don't know. I've lost... We've lost control, Terry. It's late. To keep my Penrith streak alive of hookers and players that I love from Penrith, number four, Mr. Lucas Prittis. Love that guy. He's a very different bloke to to Tuvi yeah. and Mark Riddell, yes. Yeah. I just a lot lots of things he, I, I think I like Luke Prittis post NRL more than I liked him in the NRL, and that's saying something. Luke Prittis does a lot for um so cerebral palsy and the autism spectrum and all that kind of stuff and i just really appreciated luke prittis the player in the 2003 grand final is one of the best individual performances that you will see mm. like nathan cleary had a great 15 minutes and ezra man had a great 15 minutes you talk about all these players like you know uh kyle felt has the moment andrew feeder has the moment luke prittis has 80 minutes of complete football brilliance like, he outsmarted the Roosters in that game. 12-6, he's got Craig Gow in position for a field goal, and he blinks, and everyone runs that way, and he just throws a cutout past the ring. And, uh, man, yeah, that was it. And the try he scored as well, he put Rooney away and backed him up. So, uh, no, sorry, he he put Rooney away. Uh, he, he made the break and put Rooney away for him to score the first. Then he scored the individual try. Then he, he shook all the uh, and, and the thing was as well is like people say that it's not all that brilliant because the only person that he had to beat was Chris Walker and Chris Walker was a terrible defender, but it was the other people who shot out of the line. It was Craig Fitzgibbon. It was Brad Fittler. They all rushed that thing, and the field goal was going to be taken in dreadful pissing down rain. My ad, you Dan. No one's kicking a field goal there. You idiots. Good, Luke Prittis. Just good football. Great shout. Um, for me, Number it's. Three. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, you get out of here. Is uh, big sniffy Smitty Brandon Smith. I just love this guy. Like honestly, I shouldn't. He's a Melbourne player. He did a bit of coke. He he really didn't own up to it. He goes, "Whoops, I'm gonna do it again and fuck you." I shouldn't like him, but I just do. He's just a bloke. You just want to do well as much as it hurts you. And I just, I love the fact that he fronted that press conference and pretty much had a look of now nah, you can all get fucked i'm gonna go do it as soon as i'm finished here on his face and part of me respects that perry very good shout uh i 
I I appreciate Brandon Smith, but I don't like him. Uh, who's your number three? Number three for me is Isaac Luke. I just I just love this guy. He's just he's like that. He's like Scrappy Doo from fucking Scooby Doo. He's just a bloke that's in your face. And yeah, I'll come out. Yeah, what are you gonna do? As soon as you turn your back, you slap you, and then you hide behind a forward. And I, I just love that. That's the role of a hooker. The role of a hooker is to tackle, to get the ball to the halves, and be a piece of shit. And he, he did all three in spades. And he just took off. You'd blink and he'd take off. Like, his moments for South. And then at the Warriors, just a tremendous player to watch and huge fan. Now, yeah, so just going back to Brandon Smith and players that we shouldn't like but we do, I feel that we need to redo one of our lists and get Cooper Johns at number one. Mm-hmm. All of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, number three for me is Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. I appreciate everything that guy did in the NRL. He made finals fun to watch when Cronulla got knocked out because he was just so good. It sucked watching him play against Cronulla so many times that he just tore us apart. Um, I was there the night he got Simbin. Yeah, me too. At Shark Park, that was brilliant in 2018. Memories. Um, but we didn't mention it, but one thing that he got tired for that I don't think was right was when the NRL gave his wife a ring and everyone yelled at Cam Smith for it. <laughs> like, he, he didn't ring the NRL and go, oh, you've got to give my wife a ring. Yeah. He's already done that. He's married her. The NRL gave her a ring for him being the first player to play 400 games is, is to say, like, thank you for everything that you've done because you've sacrificed a lot of your life so your husband can go and have this international mm. and interstate and incredible rugby league career. Like, she probably had aspirations of being an accountant as well, and he was an accountant that became an NRL player. So, yeah, I, I, I feel that he was unfairly uh, hit with some shit, but whatever. Cool. I, I was there too that night. He got sent off. True story. I was seeing a girl, Jess, that I was quite into, and I was a little bit, a little bit cut up when she said, "Oi, um, I don't want to do this anymore." And a couple nights later, Cam Smith gets in Ben, and we beat him. Uh, like I think it was like one nil. It was the shittiest game of all time. About nine billion. Four. Nine, nine billion penalties. That was a nightmare. Jess said a huge "fuck you" and went out there and blew the literal pee out of the whistle. And if I could have it all over again, mate, I would do it every single fucking week. Because that little bit of, oh, that sucks, was made up tenfold by saying that smug prick sent for ten. Do you remember what the penalty count was in that game? It's like 22-18 or something, wasn't it? It was 19-14 in favour of Granola. So that's fucking ridiculous. God, it was bad. But Uh, he made a point and it never happened again. Number two, uh, for me, I have got Michael Ennis. Um... I didn't really appreciate this guy until he came to Cronulla, and then I appreciated the two seasons that he gave us. Was our best player in 2015, was our most important player in 2016. Uh, on a simple basis, we say it about Maloney, we say it about Luke Lewis, we say it about Barber, we say it about Fafita. If we had a shit hooker like a Jaden Braley or a Blake Braley or an Enemy Braley or just some fucking spud that Cronulla will spawn into the number nine because they're too useless to go and get a good one or create a good one, Michael Ennis, for mine. He changed the culture. He changed the perception of Cronulla. He was big on the phone to Jack Bird to get him to come up, leave the Dragons to come up to us. He was big at the time getting Valentine Holmes to re-sign. He was mates with Maloney and, and you know, said the good things are happening at Cronulla. So really important. I love the two years that he had for us. 
I loved his emotional interview at the end of the game. I was a bit disappointed that he announced his retirement during the 2016 season. If he knew he was going to retire, he could have just waited to the end because we were on like a 10-game winning streak mm. at the time. Um, I loved everything about Ernest, though. Completely agree. Number two for me is one that no one will have on their list, and I don't care. Michael Sullivan. Growing up, love this kid. He was my favourite player by a long, long way. He just changed the game. He just had the, you know, he just had the look. He had the ability. You'd blink and he'd be gone, and you'd wait. The first 15 or 18 minutes, you'd be like, just get Sully on. And as soon as he came on, he changed the game. Then he started starting, and I think he lost a little bit of vigour, and then he... Then he had the downfall. I won't go into it because it's not important. And he left for England. He came back. He's obviously never the player. But I can't remember enjoying a player so much in such a compact time. So he only played two seasons or something, something like that. But it's a, it's a love that you have to play five or six seasons for Cronulla to really earn. And he got it so quick. And I remember having a poster of him on we all had those, those old folders and everyone had Britney Spears and Christine Aguilera. I had both those, but I also had Michael Sullivan. And, I mean, for him to be up there with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera at a time where those two were the two you're looking at more often than not, that's a pretty fucking high standard, mate. Huge fan. So upset what happened. But, I mean, what happened happened, and he had to go. You want to talk about dummy halves that left an imprint on you that you thought, like, that you loved, right? I'll throw a name because I don't have Michael Sullivan on there, but I did appreciate him. He was absolutely brilliant. Tavita Latu in 2006 mm-hmm. gave us 10 games of absolute joy, right? And I don't know if anyone remembers the 2006 season. Halfway through the season, Cronulla were third. We were third, right? And then this guy, he was the player of the year. Go back and go, genuinely go back and have a look at the first. 10 to 12 games of that season. He was the player of the year. Everyone was talking about, man, this guy's most improved. He's going to get a bump of contract. He was about to re-sign with Cronulla, and then he punched Antonio Winnerstein's misses in the face over a bag of chips at a petrol station, mm-hmm. and he was never seen again. And, like, that guy was... He was just insane. Literally. Yeah, mate, like, he terms- was so good. When we got him from the Warriors, I was like, man, this is this is a game-changing signing. And it was, because in 2005, again, we, we were second at one point and finished seventh. And we were like, all we need is a, another piece to our spine. And we signed that guy, and we we were well up there. We're like, we were well up there. That's a nostalgia season. Yeah, no, look, I, in terms of players that got you excited and then did the dumbest fucking shit ever... Yeah, he's, he's number one on every single list. So I remember when I that story broke, and I just thought we just we're cursed. We'll never win the title. Our players are too fucking dumb. Now, you I, know Brett Seymour, like 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 Brett Seymour's, and like, we could go down the the list of like absolute shit that happened. But after Tavita Latu was suspended from the NRL and his contract torn up from Cronulla, we went from third to thirteenth. Yeah, that makes sense. He was a big piece, mate. You go on. She's we just. Outside of Ennis, we haven't had a good hooker for a long time. So um, Dean Treister won't get the love that he probably should. He, he had a decent career for Cronulla. Uh, look, I know who your number one is, so I'll, I'll just say mine real quick. And then, of course, it's Mike Lennis. You think of the Sharks moments. You think of him jumping when Fafita scores. You think of him hugging the ball boys after the Premiership one. And most importantly of all, you remember the, the, the clap in Canberra. And you could hear the boys are celebrating. You could just hear this. And they just pull wide, and there's 
Ennis in front of all the Canberra fans. He's doing the Viking clap. This big grin on his face as if to say, line up and suck it, bitches. And just you, culture shift, man. Like, we had the players, but I think we had the belief. And Ennis just went in and said, no, we're going to win the premiership. And they all said, okay. And they got it done. Magic. Number one for mine is a Cronulla hooker that uh, a lot of people won't have very fond memories of his um, playing career. Blake Brown. Um, and they won't have a lot of fond memories of his post-football career as well. But he's a, he's a shark, and that is Corey Hughes. Fantastic player. Yeah. No. No, it's not. It's John Morris. Uh, he is like one of my all-time favourite players, and I don't know why. Um, he was a shit coach. He was a he, crap footballer as well. How he ever played 300 games, I've got no I, idea. I was going to ask you, has there ever been someone so ordinary playing so many games? With the greatest respect. Oh, I mean, is there like a list of... 300 games. Look, because I, I don't hold John Sutton in the highest of regard, but he was a heat better player than John Morris. He's probably the only one I can think yeah. of. So you got Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Darren Lockyer, Terry Lamb, Steve Menzies, Paul Gallen, Corey Parker, Benji Marshall, Chris Hyington? Oh, he, he was better. Yeah. Darius Boyd, Fitler, John Sutton, Cliff Lyons, Adam Blair. Yeah. Uh, Highmarsh, Eddie Housen, Jeff Gerrard. Yeah, he's old school, so, uh, you know, Jeff, you can go off of the past. Mm. Ryan Hoffman, Josh Morris, Luke Lewis, Jonathan Thurston, Gavin Cooper, Billy Slater, Jason Croker from Canberra. He was cool. El Masri, Aiden Tolman, mm. Jesse Bromwich, Paul Langmack, Luke Prittis, Steve Price, Brent Kite, Ben Hunt, Ruben Wickey, Simon Asiva, Mitchell Pierce. Andrew McCulloch, he stunk. Kamali Tarmow, Jared Crockett, there it is. There's one worse. There we've done There's it. one. Mitchell Orbison, Daily Cherry Evans, Sam Thider, Anthony Watmo, Robbie Farrar, Anthony Minicello, Luke Rickardson, Simon Mannering, Scott Prince, and John Morris. Every time you think about John Morris playing 300 NRL games, I just I envision that meme of the army men with the gun and the clown. <laughs> That's and someone doesn't belong here, and it's him. That's true, but in terms of moments, Terry, the one where we scored the seven-tackle try and the Cowboys were going to win and score uh, score and win on the bell, he was the one that drove him into touch. Kane Lynette, I believe. Oh, that was going to be my trivia question for you. Who did he make oh. the tackle on? It was indeed Kane Lynette. Now, he had two, he, got, he got two rep jerseys, to be fair, John Morris, uh, for New South Wales Country. Yep. The worst thing that ever happened for him was he was playing for Newcastle, he played on the wing, he played in the centres, played a little bit of fullback, played like a game or two in the halves, and Tim Sheens turned around and said, there's my Scott Prince replacement. Mm-hmm. Just shows you how much of an idiot Tim Sheens is, and the Tigers went back to him. I just I had to throw a shade at the Tigers. That's completely I think in terms of Morris probably played like, I know he was, he was a hooker for Cronulla, he played a couple of games here and there elsewhere, but I think his versatility got him a lot of lot of games. I, and I put Mitchell Orbison very much in that because I don't think he's a – he wouldn't have started 300 games, put it that way, whereas I think Morris would no. be close because he, he did start in the spine a lot. So, I, I I'm, yeah, it's a good shout. I don't, I don't want to bag Morris too much. I know we got we like to joke, but um, he's a terrible coach. 
I'll give you that. Terrible coach. But um, no player that plays 300 games is, is truly terrible. Yeah, sorry, he didn't come. It wasn't from Newcastle they signed him from. It was Parramatta. Now he 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 started playing in the halves of Parramatta um, because they were looking for a halfback or a five-eight to do anything. And then Tim Sheen said that he's my um, my my guy. Now here's a, here's an interesting trivia question for you. Now he had a long career. At, he, so he played the same amount of seasons for the Eels, the Tigers, and he played one more season for the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Where did he play his most games at? Halfback. No, no, but... Oh, like, in terms part? of... Um, I would have said Cronulla because it felt like he played for us forever, but I have a feeling it might be the Tigers. Oh, it's it's uh, Cronulla, yep. just uh, over Parramatta. Gotcha. I just remember him as a Tiger for some reason. Yeah, because every time you Google him, there's just pictures of him and the Tigers or pictures of him... Um, at the Sharks or pictures or, or the the fourth picture along his him getting sacked. That is fucking oh, awful. That's not good, Google. <laughs> fix your fucking thing. That's damn. awful. The fourth picture of John Morris on Google is the day that he found out he was sacked. Oh, my God. Let's get out of here. What a moment. We love our hookers. Isaac the Love the hookers. Isaac the Ooh, good shout.